controversial topics with myself, Rav Jor, and Rod Reuven Bryant. So today, tonight for us here in Israel and today for Rod across the ocean, we are going to be discussing the idea, why is it that those who should love us hate us? And so I was thinking about that when, uh, when Rav Jor um, talked to me about this subject and he sent me a, a few uh, postings of some people. And uh, obviously a, a couple of them were Muslims that were very vocal uh, about uh, their feelings and their, their feelings of hatred towards Israel and towards the Jewish people. That's always a very interesting subject for me. Why? Because when you think about it, when you think about Islam in general, if you look at Islam purely as the um, Islamic religion, and you look at it purely from the concept of the Quran, um, and you compare it to the Torah, um, there are certain things that overlap. So for instance, there's no question that they accept the idea of Avraham. Um, and, and so we know for us as Jewish people that uh, we call him Avraham Avinu, Abraham, our father. And he was the first person that looked sort of to, to nature and to the world and recognized that there had to be a creator. And he's sort of the father Avraham as well. Now, the story for them is a little bit different, but according to the Torah, in Breshid, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, it says that in Abraham, in Avraham, that all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, that those who bless you shall be blessed, and those who curse you shall be cursed. That alone um, should give people pause. And, and this is regardless of whether or not we're talking about somebody who's Muslim, somebody who's Christian, uh, somebody who's even Jewish, it should give you pause that when the creator says that in you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And the idea that those who bless you shall be blessed and those who curse you shall be cursed. That should give you pause to sit back and say, well, wait a minute, you know, maybe I need to think about this. Maybe I need to rethink this. So, so one of the things that I believe um, that this comes down to, and I think that even Jewish people sometimes struggle with this concept. And when I say Jewish people, I'm talking about people that are not necessarily observant. Let's say people that are, you know, may recognize Hashem, may recognize God as the creator, but, you know, not so, so much that they follow the Torah or follow the halacha, the laws. But they sort of recognize that at least um, they're, there's, they're chosen. Um, they consider themselves the chosen people. Uh, one of the things that's interesting when you start talking about Islam and you go back to the idea of some of, some of the um, like early attacks on the Jewish people, going back to Pharaoh, going back to even Amalek, I think it's very interesting that one of the main things in my studies on Amalek is the idea that I believe in a spiritual sense, one of the main things that Amalek tried to do was he tried to get the Jewish people to question their chosenness. 
In other words, he in, introduced doubt to them. And what's interesting from a Kabbalistic standpoint is that when we look at gematria, which is numerology, the word safek, which is the Hebrew word for doubt, has the same gematria as amalek. So this idea of amalek trying to cause the Jewish people to question their chosenness. So think about it. If the Jewish people are questioning their chosenness, then of course there are going to be the rest of the world and the rest of the nations questioning chosenness. Now, to get into specifics, a lot of the things that you see coming out of um, Islam and specifically radical Muslims and Muslims that really show an incredible amount of hatred to the Jewish people typically do the same things when I talk about these overlaps between Islam and the Torah. So let's look at some of the overlaps between, let's say, Islam and Christianity. Now, some people, Christians, would say, oh, there's no overlap. But when you look at the things that are produced, put out there by Muslims to promote hatred, it's usually the Quran being presented out of context. The same way that Christians will often present things from the Tanakh or from their own writings out of context. In other words, taking single verses and saying, oh, look what this says. So for instance, one of the things that you sent me, Achi, was this idea of there's a hadith. And a hadith is, is not specifically purely from the Quran. And that hadith talks about the end of times. And Muslims use this all the time in their videos, radicalized Muslims, this idea of, oh, there's the trees and the rocks will cry out. There's a Jew behind me. Come and kill him. Okay. This is a hadith. And a hadith is really a narrative or an interpretation of something that might be in the Quran. When you look at the pure um, teachings of the Quran and you look at the pure teachings of the Quran related to Israel and the Jewish people, it actually supports the notion that the, the nation, that the land of Israel was given to the Jewish people that the Jewish people were blessed. It even supports the idea of the building of the first and second temple, which, which is amazing to me because you had people like Yasser Arafat and all of these people that produced so much hatred towards the Jewish people, denying those things. They even said, um, the, the leaders of the Fakistinians would say, oh, there's not one stone anywhere in Jer Jerusalem that shows the history of the Jewish people there. And yet their own Quran talks about Shlomo HaMelech building the temple. It talks about the, the Jewish people going to Babylon. It talks about the Jewish people being ransomed by a Persian king and being able to go back to Jerusalem and building a second temple. So all of those things, when you put it together, you have to ask the question, why is it that those who should love us hate us? Rod? Very well stated. Listen, uh, we live in a country here that it's not as pronounced as you guys have in Jerusalem and Israel. I mean, look, just a few days ago, the mosque shooting, and what a cry and shame. And we've had our experiences. But it's so heavy, the discontent and hatred by a segment of Muslims. But I have Muslim friends here in this community. Uh, one of them 
born and raised in Ramallah. Uh, all I can say is, I would just say, Habibi, understand we're not here to bust on Muslims or to say all Muslims are horrible people, but this hatred goes beyond anything that I can comprehend. And, uh, and most of it obviously is misdirected and there needs to be an education. But I, I, I wonder, and, and this is a thing I'd like to uh, refer back to you, Rob Drawer or Rob Michelson. At some level, I wonder if this did not come as a direction from Sinai to keep the Jewish people with free choice and the ability to know that there's going to be a battle to cling to Torah and to cling to their understanding of Hashem. And that at some level, this is just the, the, the total opposite of what we would like in the world. But at the same time, this is to kind of keep the pious people of the world in check. I don't know. What, what's your thought on that, Rob? I think that the main reason why people can fall even into that debate to question the Jewish people and to and and to and to question their mission on earth after believing in the truthfulness of the Bible of the five books that were given by Moshe to the people of Israel and the holy tablets from Mount Sinai even just with that simple beginner fundamental faith in the Bible, in the five books of Moshe, you cannot contradict the goodness and the importance and greatness of the people of Israel. Now, right. the problem begins when people are just not feeling committed to the truth anymore. Right. And then they right. can use right. the social media and the newspapers like 50 and 60 years ago when when newspapers were still important, and uh, and people will, would use the media uh, to pull the opinions of people, of their viewers, of their followers, to their opinions without being loyal to the truth anymore. And then you can say things like there is no rock in Jerusalem that will prove that the Jewish people ever lived there. It's like, it's a complete lie. Like you have... Right. Millions of evidence for the Jewish history in um, in Jerusalem. When you walk around the Western Wall, you see all the archaeologic treasures that, that that are being found over there. You can see layers after layers the destructions and like in 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 to the exact dates by by science by 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 people who are investing it from a secular point of view and and finding the ashes of the fire from the great fire that took place in the time of destruction and you it's like yeah 2000 years ago and on and on and on and on so like when a person is not committed to the truth anymore and so he can make up as many lies as he wants and he will support and promote his agenda and his selfish desire um, for his own imaginary success, even by destroying and sabotaging um, the foundations that their own ancestors were supporting and promoting. 800 years ago and um, even 500 years ago, there was so much honor between the Jewish uh, mm -hmm. people and the, and, the, and the religious Muslims in the world, 
And also in Christianity, even though that the history is full of bloodsheds and a lot of chasings and, and, and false blamings, there was still a lot of honor in many debates and many conversations that took place in the past were based on true search for the truth. There were real Christian people who were really believing in their method and were really arguing and trying to find the truth in great debates and public debates with Jewish rabbis. And when the truth was proving itself, so the, the, they were, the truth was accepted, even on stages that were like of Christians, and the Christian priests were embarrassed to hear those truths. But in many situations, and we have many books and many letters and many protocols of those conversations and public debates, um, they were accepting the truth and they were open-minded to hear it. So when people were still loyal to the truth, so truths that are clear and cannot be denied, um, were accepted. But today, the people are not so committed to the truth, and the truth is only a flag to wave, um, to pull more um, attraction, and to bring more followers to your page by claiming to be a truth seeker, then um, like and spread around, and all kinds of rumors and false and fake news can, can appear on, on, on every topic and every matter. So one of the things that I find, and, and you know, I always sort of default back to this word all the time, this idea of identity. When we think about the discussions that we've had here, we go back to the idea of, let's say, the Black Hebrew Israelite movement, and we talk about anti-Semitism. One of the things that I find is very common in people that hate the Jewish people is that they themselves lack an identity. When you talk about the, you always hear me use terms like fakistinians or pseudistinians. Why do I call them that? Because I won't recognize something that I think is, to use your word, imaginary. It's something that's imaginary. It's something that came up as a modern invention. There was no such thing as a uh, um, such a people. They have no culture. They have no language. These are Arab peoples. But when you think about it, what identity do they have? You know, one time they held Jordanian passports. They, there's no question that they're Aravim. They're Arabs. Nobody questions that. There are different Arab people groups. Now I can show you that when you know, when you know the truth and when you know who you are, I give you a perfect example. The family that has adopted us um, here in Sfat, the Air uh, family, are here seven generations in Sfat. Um, they're here almost 400 years from Persia. In 1948, when the Arabs attacked, when there was the War of Independence, and the Arabs in Sfat attacked the Jewish people, the Mufti of Tzfat, the head leader of the Muslim people yep. here, hid the Ya'er family in his basement of his house. While his own people were attacking the Jews, he was hiding this family in his basement. Why? Because he knew who he was. He knew who he was. He knew what the Quran taught. 
He knew that this was a blessed people. He knew that the creator had given them the land. And so because he knew who he was and he knew what the truth was, he was willing to do what needed to be done. At the end of the day, for me, these are, it comes back to that idea. I think that this idea of a lack of identity causes people to latch on to things um, that are half-truths, quarter-truths, contain no truth whatsoever. Um, and typically what ends up happening is that when you don't have an identity um, and you try to latch on to those things, you typically will then look for uh, somebody to use as a scapegoat or somebody to use as a, a whipping post in order to um, uh, raise up your agenda or raise up your your identity to, to make you feel better about yourself. That's, that's one of the things that I see in this uh, discussion. Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I've, I've asked myself, you know, what is, what is the proper question to ask? And it's so complex, this idea of why do people have such dislike uh, for the Jewish people? And, and this has been since the very beginning. And I mean, I'm sure part of it's cultural, part of it is a lack of uh, sort of a proper sp perspective in life, spiritual perspective of, you said it spot on, are they people that love the truth? And this is the reason why that there are many Christians and Muslims who have had their minds changed because of the beauty of Torah and knowing exactly what God says. And while others stay trapped in this illusion that they are completely right and that the Jewish people are what ails them. And I'm not sure that that can be changed unless there's some strong psychotherapy that needs to go on with people because how do you change the mind of somebody who's a victim all the time? That's a very difficult thing. I mean, the problem exists is so deeply rooted. I'm not sure uh, that we, we can somehow resolve this, but at the same time, I sure would like at the end for someone who's going to listen this to this, who might have some sort of anti-Semitic feelings, uh, would check themselves, would ask themselves, why, why do I feel this way? I'm the person on the outside in this group in the sense that I came from Christianity. I was a Christian pastor of a successful church. Uh, over the years, obviously born and raised, it didn't cross my mind and never, never even conceived of Jew Judaism or Israel, except in reading one of the stories from what they call the Old Testament. And now here I am sitting here with you as one who is a, a fully observant Noahide who believes in Torah, who believes in Israel. And I really do believe the elixir for all of this is to start educating people. That's what Nativ does, is we educate people to teach them what the Torah says and have them have a fertile environment to make a right decision. And many people are changing their mind, but it's not enough as far as I'm concerned. You have some some billions of people that are waiting for that education. I, uh, I think that we need to to remember the the verse You should love your neighbor as you love yourself. And um, 
really the verse is putting us in a, in a kind of a problematic situation why because the obligation to love someone is based on how much you're gonna love yourself so it means that the righteous person who will love his neighbor tremendously person that has a very high level of self-esteem that he really appreciate himself that he cares for himself as well he finds his own goodness within him and therefore he is able to love others the verse is saying you should love your neighbor as you love yourself so people who are hating others I think that the beginning is because they're hating themselves they hate themselves right self-hatred I think it's like a, a horrible plague a disease that begins with self-criticism and self-blaming and and uh, and and broken self-esteem and and growing up in horrible environments like I I read a, a, a testament of, of in 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 a police investigation of an a, a, a Palestinian murderer and a rapist who raped in a horrible, cruel way and murdered while raping a 19-year-old girl a couple of years ago. And, um, and in his horrible, horrific testament on what he did and how he did it, he said that he was very happy and that, that he did the, that horrible thing. And while doing it, he accomplished the dream of, Of any Arab person Th- like he said you don't understand us that's the dream of any Arab person and that's a complete lie that's a lie ah, that, that ah. horrible person is telling himself wow. and thinking imagining to himself as if the whole Arab world is supporting his own mental sickness this is a complete sick wicked entity that is In her illusions imagine that all the Arab world is a Jew haters that wants to kill and rape and abuse Jewish men and women in in any possible way so like you see that the lie and the sickness the mental sickness is bringing people to those horrible behaviors and when they are like exposed to social media they can like also like you make videos and and create agendas and 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 fake profiles with fake uh, with fake news and and with edited videos and and promoting their lie out to the world and expanding the lie and hatred for the Jewish people when really it's only their own mental sickness and craziness for hating themselves for having horrible life and just being weak and low lives and Um, creatures I get what you're saying but on the other hand and I'm not I'm not arguing that point when we had the attack here the other day um, um, you know we had a terrorist attack here in Israel and you know these holy initialmont these holy souls were were killed. And you know I was talking to my wife about this and you know after you know we mourn as this single entity the Jewish people that when one of us is you know goes through this it's like our heart hurts and and we all mourn together and we cry over this 
And then you say to yourself, what is it that you have people who educate their children in this way? Because um, it's not just, a, for sure, social media is, a, is not helpful in this. And the idea that it's so easy to disseminate this sort of information. But I said to my wife, our chayalim, our soldiers, God forbid that anything should happen to, you know, to our wonderful soldiers here in the IDF. But it's not like you can say, oh, we're, we're attacking, you know, this is a war. And so, you know, like in a typical war when it's soldiers against soldiers, these are people that are coming and they're being educated in this way, not just on social media, but in their villages, in their towns, their, their leaders, their sheiks, their parents are teaching them this hatred. And, and then um, they go out and kill innocent people. Um, this, is, this is the thing that I, that I have such a hard time wrapping my mind around. Um, that we have gotten to this point that um, where you can say, okay, I, I feel like I've been wronged. I feel like the land has been stolen, stolen from my family, whatever. But to go out and to do these kind of things, to, to kill innocent people, to go and kill people that are literally worshiping God, um, you're claiming that you're God-fearing people and that, and, and that you're you know, you're, I, I just don't get it. I mean, this is the thing that I can't wrap my mind around in this whole thing. It's, it's mental sickness. <laughs> I, I, like it's definitely the effect of, of the teachers and, and the ones who are brainwashing their, uh, their, their communities into that false hatred um, are, are, are definitely affecting and increasing the hatred but I don't think that a person that is healthy in his mind would be pushed to such horrible place and to act in such a horrible way. I think that you have people that has more soul within them that makes them holier and by that wiser, brighter and with better attributes and more feeling more um, attached to kindness, to mercy, to love, to honor, to respect. And you have people that barely has a soul and maybe does not have even a spark of a soul, only some kind of shallow energy in aspect of spirit or kind of inner fog that holds some kind of life essence within them, but definitely not a godly soul. And those shallow animals in shape of human beings are open for hatred in their nature. And when it's coming and being shoved and pushed into their brains, into their minds, into their empty skulls, so they're just like in great thirst, proudly um, wanting to kill and to die uh, for, the, for their fake uh, imaginary goal, to kill a Jew, such a, such a goal. <laughs> People, I like, I like... If you would read the Midrashim, the ancient scripts, and you would know what's the doom and, and judgment of Israel haters, like Ira, you mentioned the verse, or I will bless the, the ones who will bless you and curse the one who curses you. Just to understand to which place of 
eternal punishment and and darkness and and pain they are like decreeing on themselves the the peak of sorrow eternal sorrow mm -hmm. they're sending themselves and their children and their loved ones to the most horrific painful places just for fighting with the children of israel just mm -hmm. for fighting with the chosen people of of hashem the ones that he chose to be the light to the nations to build the temples to shine the light of torah to the world light of faith to be the ones who continues the light and love and spreading it all around to fight with them it's to fight with the maker of the universe there is no uh, mistake that will be like more stupid than that like gotta, mm. like it's the most yeah. thing to do you know people would realize what it's costing them maybe they would consider the change the bombing that took place uh, in august of 2001 at sbarros in jerusalem yeah. that woman now lives in jordan i won't even mention her name she still to this day brags about she wished she could have done more than kill 15 innocent people on the street in that bus and we have to and i think you post you said it right it's a mental illness I, I I really do feel bad that Islam has been co-opted in such a way that it's twisted the scriptures, uh, it twisted the Quran in such a way that it's it, it breeds this kind of thinking, this mentality. And you said something very important, and that is what they don't realize. The more they hate, the more they resent, the more they want to murder, they're only going to be fulfilling damnation in themselves. They won't succeed. They're not going to succeed with that type of, of attitude in life. And so what happens is they get lower and lower and lower, and finally they degenerate into some horrible behavior. And I pray that any Muslim that would be watching, and I know that there are Muslims who are watching this, and who, who and in many aspects support Israel and love you, Rob Dror, and love you, Ira Michelson. Uh, I'm just saying, please be a voice of reason to your people. Be a voice of love and compassion. I know that love and compassion are not foreign terms to Muslims. It's not a foreign term. It's a, it's a term very well embraced amongst their own people. But this baseless hatred for anyone, forget about the Jewish people, baseless hatred toward anybody is only a ticket for failure, psychological, spiritual, and financial failure. If you want to change things, change your outlook, change the way you approach things in life. And God willing, maybe someone will be encouraged. You're not going to change the world, but change yourself. And that's what I hope that Muslims uh, around the world would finally realize this is not very productive. I think we're seeing that change somewhat, at least in the West. I'm not sure. And there'll be like we're in the Mideast. But most mm -hmm. definitely in the West, there is a sud there is a slight shift of the way Muslims are, especially the moderate people that are religious, that are, are being emboldened to speak up and be uh, light instead of darkness and that's what we can only hope for because redemption depends on that mm -hmm. so i have a quick question before we run out of time 
because we've been focusing on Islam. But the, the question of, we just touched lightly on it, this idea of Christianity. It, it, a lot of Christians will say, yeah, but that's not real Christians. Real Christians love Israel and, and love the Jewish people. But the first time that that Christian who loves the Jewish people in Israel stands in front of you and says, why won't you accept Jesus? And you give them a reason, then suddenly their whole demeanor changes and suddenly this hatred comes out. So I don't know, maybe Rod, maybe it might, you know, from your background, maybe it might be easier for you to to answer that question than Rav Jor. I don't know. But, you know, I just I want to kind of touch on that and not you know, because there's not just right, right. Muslims. So, well, for, first of all, I, I that that's not even in my wheelhouse because I never experienced that because I was evangelical Christian, right. and most evangelicals are big supporters of Israel, and I would say the majority of evangelicals don't have this need to feel that 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 uh, a Jew needs to convert to Christianity. It's okay. just not in the, that might be in the back of their mind. But it's not a, a, a thing that changes. However, there is a select group of people that are part of the Christian worldwide movement that vary. It's on a spectrum from absolute anti-Semitism. And I can point it out. I know the people that preach on YouTube vitriol and hatred. It's it. They actually are using artwork from look like posters from 1930s in, in, in Germany to describe the Jewish people. Like it just mm. uh, bot, bot, boggles the mind. However, I would think that if you really thought the Jewish people need to be, quote, saved to accept your way of life, that for sure would not be the way you should approach it. It should be approached in another way. And maybe that's why so many Christians are trying to be so kind and work in the fields and picking olives and fruit. Maybe they're filling out will We'll win them over by our kindness. But once again, what will solve that is education. We have got to help these Christian people that are good people, the ones that are pious, righteous people, to embrace knowledge of truth. Truth will always win out. It's just we've got to be consistent and not lose heart in the whole matter. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. So um, before we go, um, Rod, we we were able to put. Wow, that's. Ah, uh... oh, there, there we go. go. Didn't want to block you guys out. So is Rod, that, maybe is, you tell us that... a little bit about this. Well, first of all, is that big enough? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it. <laughs> It looks like a banner on the side of the freeway. Uh, nativeonline.org, that's the place to go for all people who are searching for uh, an understanding of a tourist perspective for the non-Jewish people. Uh, there is a place in the world to come for all people who embrace the love of one God and embrace the Sheva Mitzvot, the seven mitzvahs that God gave to Noah. And there are thousands of people across the world who are embracing this and experiencing it, attending classes, watching videos, etc. And I want to thank uh, Ira first for your mentorship and patience with me in the early years of leaving Christianity to embrace uh, toward Judaism and also for Rob Dror for your graciousness to allow me to uh, be around and to see you and to experience this Imuna 
that you've been teaching about for so many years. So if you want to know more about us, go to nativeonline.org. Ravjor. Thank you. Thank you so much. So emuna.com, it's our website. Over there, you can see thousands of uh, lectures on great inspirational topics. Um, mainly and uh, by our friends that are helping and uh, helping us to spread faith around the world. We have a great store with amazing books and children books and uh, other products and um, services as well. As a nonprofit organization, we are offering great services to, for the public. If it's um, consultations, conversations, if it's to join our Emona Circle, a group of friends who are learning um, three live classes a week and uh, as well enjoying a WhatsApp chat and many, many other uh, services that you can find. And um, like I mentioned, the books, um, Return to Your Root and other great books that um, reflecting great inner um, connection to the maker based on true search of the person himself and uh, with great findings. Um, after reading. Amen. If you'd like to know a little bit about Kabbalah and how science and Kabbalah meet, um, this is my book, The Science of Kabbalah. You can get on Amazon. You can also learn more about Kabbalah if you want on my website at kabbalahproject.com, um, spelled the same way as you see Kabbalah here in Science of Kabbalah. Um, I have other teachings on here. And um, as always, I would ask that um, you like and share um, these videos. If you're enjoying it, please reach out to us. You, you can reach out to Rav Jor or to Rod or to myself and let us know how you like what we're doing. And you can also tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about, and we'd be happy to include that in, in future. I also, that, I just uh, like uh, to say in the YouTube sorry, comments, in the YouTube comments, maybe that's what you wanted to mention. Yes, sir. Uh, if they want to go, if they go to the website, nativeonline.org, there's a place for you to send me a message. Just go directly there and I'd be glad to call you, chat with you, whatever you would like to answer your questions. Thank you, sir. Great. Thank you, everyone, so much for your Thank friendship you. and uh, all our followers. Thank you so much for being and attending those wonderful classes. Bezat Hashem, a great surprise for next week and Tuesday same time same place and may Hashem bless us all with great happiness true inner faith and health and wealth and all good things that are needed and required for the completion of our mission and the mission of all our beloved ones with us Amen Amen, Amen. 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 Amen.